I'm back. It's well, uh, blah, blah, blah. I'm not quite back yet. (laughs) 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 Okay, let's try it again. It's barely in topic. Podcast for Boston Bruins fans by Boston Bruins fans. Massachusetts legally too. That's true. I forgot. Oh my god. Oh, I have something to say about that too. <laughs> okay. Okay. Woo. 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 And now for the opening that took five minutes to record because I couldn't get it together. Hey, I'm back. Welcome to Barely on Topic, episode 304. Does that sound right? Yes. Sure. Okay. I need to get this laughing out. Put it all out, VA. Oh, my God. Okay. 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 I'm back. Ooh. Oh, my head hurts now, too. Okay. So, we've established I'm back, and then it took five minutes to record this part because I couldn't put words together in a way that made any sense or had any meaning yes episode 304 barely in topic i'm back we've said this twice now hi guys i'm here with uh jeff and nick what up hello hey you did it the right way this time thank you not that we did this before because i was it was a comment on last week that was funny yes (laughs) (laughs) Mm. we gave timmy the week off because Timmy's the hardest working commenter on this podcast. He's been here every week. Not like us little slobs over here who show up every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But anyway, yes. I'm back from my big excursion out west, where I got to see the Bruins lose not once, but twice. Yes, twice. In an embarrassing fashion both times, too. Oh, my God. Do you know how hard it is to be a Bruins fan when they go and just serve up turd sandwiches on the ice? (laughs) I mean, I swear to God, it's like they laid an egg and the egg opened and it was a turd sandwich. It was just awful. At at least that the the game at Colorado was less of a shit burger than the one at home against Colorado, insofar as that's possible. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. But you they know, at least kind of made it competitive almost ish. <laughs> yeah. <Barely>. Yeah. <laughs> that within a goal. Yeah. They actually played hockey rather than whatever it is they played that first game against Colorado. <laughs> oh, that first game where Tuca had an adventure outside of the, the goal. Like he was like, I'm gonna go play the puck. And who knows where the hell he went. But it was not where he needed to be. He tried to Marty <laughs> Broder that shit. And um, no, just just no. No, no. <laughs> um, and yes, just to clarify, Nick, I, I did read, uh, I think it was a Ty Anderson article 
with quotes from Cassidy saying they want Tuca to play the puck more. Now, everybody is just like, ah, but that's okay because (laughs) Tuca got knocked out of game action in practice by one of his own players. Way to go, Anders. Way to go, Anders Bjork. You done good. <laughs> you done good. You done bad. I, I gotta tell you, I I read that. I I think I was just looking through Twitter and I read that, and I was like, oh, okay. You know what? It's okay. We gotta have this this time of grief and bad hockey and not knowing what's going on because it's gonna get better. It really is. Now, I gotta tell you, you know, we talked about. Uh, German words and SCH things and whatever, all that stuff. And the word that came to mind after the Colorado game, especially, was Schadenfreude. <laughs> well, I'm sure I said Scheiza a lot, but it was Schadenfreude. You know, the what lots of people probably feel about Bruins, Bruins fans, you know, that, that joy in the shame of others. And don't worry, <laughs> I felt that too after, like, I, I, I felt like, People could be saying that about me because I said, this team's going to be fun to watch. And then they've just been fun to watch against the Coyotes and the Canucks. <laughs> we said that the season, the season would be exciting, I think is how we put it. I oh, okay. Exciting. And I think it, 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 is, it is meeting that threshold. <laughs> oh, it's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So one of the beautiful things about going to see hockey at all these different venues which this is something it's going to take us a while to do. But, you know, this year we actually did it with while in support of our Bruins. And that's frustrating. And we are 0-2 on the road. My husband and I with watching this. Whereas last year we were 1-0 and on the road. Oh. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, we, we saw the Islanders. We saw them play against the Islanders. And no Johnny, but plenty of Zides. So, you know. Was it, was it someone's birthday? No, not that game. Not that. Not game. that one. That, that was a bad game. <laughs> and that was then. That was at the garden. At the garden. Okay, my mistake. Yeah, yeah. You know, we should get Ty Anderson on the show and and ask him if he remembers that. <laughs> and you know, you guys could meet like face to face. Like, hi, I'm the guy who shouted, but it's my birthday, and you're the one who wrote about it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff does not like this idea. He looks mildly uncomfortable and <laughs> really a, a high watermark for me, you know? <laughs> well, I'm sure okay. you'll have all sorts of interesting things to ask him. And I'm just going to say, what was it like writing about Jeff complaining that it was his birthday? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, what, one of the beautiful things is that you get to see what the fan experience is like at other places and the Colorado game was the home opener okay now you know that I went to the Bruins home opener this this past time and I didn't really talk too much about it because there really was nothing to talk about it was kind of like I got some dry ice and oh let's just use the spotlight and that was it that was your home opener it was like not so exciting it's like everybody introduces the members of the team yeah whatever I wanted like lights and 3g projectors and a Yeti. I don't know. Something. Something exciting. I mean, at least they did have um, uh, uh, Rene um, sing the um, anthem, even though I thought he was retiring after last season or something. He but, sung, uh, yeah, he sung the anthem quite a bit 
this season. So I don't think he's really retiring, but maybe he's just taking. He's he already said he already did a lot fewer games last year than he'd done previously. So maybe he's just sort of easing out. I don't know. <laughs> eh, you know, it's fun and exciting, and when you're older, it's nice to have that. So he can do it as long as he wants. But oh, please do absolutely. But but <laughs> the point is, is that. The Bruins home opener for Flash and Pizzazz. I wanted to say Flash and Panache and Pizzazz. Can you see where... Uh, I see where you're going for, but anyway, moving on. Yes! <laughs> I wanted something flashy and it was just like... <laughs> uh, dry ice, spotlight, that was about it. The Avs, we actually filmed the Avs opener, which was really cool. It was like, it's very player focused and it's like they flashed the player, like the projection of the player on the ice and then the 3G projector would overlay the name. Soderbergh! Ah! But that they weren't so excited about him. It was more like Duchesne! Ah! You know, it was like very, very exciting. They have a huge jumbotron and everybody was into it. And that's the most I've ever seen in the Avs stadium ever in the Pepsi Center. So, you know, fan-wise, it's so it was exciting. It's like, yeah, I get it. Woo, that's exciting, you know? And of course, the Golden Knights, they have a whole pregame routine, which is fantastic. <laughs> they, you know, they put a rock out in the middle, you know, the, the big stone. They pull a sword out. They vanquish the enemy. The enemy kneels wow. before and vanquishment. You know, they, they have people skating around in cold lamay. They have people who are wearing centurion costumes. Yeah, they already have that weirdness going on with their logo. So fair That's enough. Fine. Okay, I get it. That's fine. You know what? <laughs> I wanted to talk about that too. That was one of my, my notes from last week. You know what? It's to accentuate the V. Yes, it's not the right helmet, but it's to accentuate the V for Vegas, and I dig it, and let them do their own thing. I hate the secondary logo, but I like the primary one. Really? I love the second, their secondary. I am Can very I... partial to the letter V. I don't know if you knew that. Um, I'm unshocked. <laughs> Can I still get my Ottawa, just like, white senators logo? That's like old white men in a blue in a navy yeah. blue suit. Yeah, like I said, I think we're, it's time to get that in the NHL. Just as long as it's not Mitch or McConnell. Well, then they'd be the then they'd be the Ottawa Turtles. Mm, oh. Right, <gasps> turtles. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's really what he looks like. I actually think he looks like my grandma in drag. <laughs> Your grandma doesn't have a chin. <laughs> Oh, my grandma's dead. Did She didn't have a chin? <laughs> Not really. It's more like the eyes and the nose and the mouth. Oh, that was the okay. whole look. It's a very um, old Appalachian look. I approve. See? See? <laughs> but I would totally... I want a team named the Turtles now. The Turtles! Oh, my God! So exciting. You know what? The Wilds logo wouldn't have to change that much to become a turtle, and then they could be the Minnesota Turtles, and they'd be about as exciting as watching a turtle play, try to play hockey. Because of the Wilds. The mild are the worst. They really are, you know? They should change their logo to be an M. And it's not for Minnesota. <laughs> mild. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So instead of boring everybody with, like, trips the uh, talk of my whole trip and stuff i'm gonna let 
you guys ask me very specific questions and I will answer them because I don't want this to come off as like some uh, some really boring thing. So uh, let's get into trip talk and then we're going to move on to other things. Okay, I'll go first. Yes! Which arena did you enjoy more? Which game? Yeah, which fan experience did you enjoy more? Because I... I... Then I'll ask my my follow up question. You're asking about which game is kind of cold, really. Yeah, so. that's not gonna. I'm not actually. I'm not even gonna ask that. Yeah, which fan experience was better? I man, that's a really tough question. The overall experience, I think, I would have to say probably the Golden Knights. Like they've got a setup there that's really great. First of all, if you're going to see the Golden Knights. If you are on the southern end of the Strip, uh, we stayed in Luxor because I had to stay in a pyramid. <laughs> that was basically it. Yeah. Um, but if you're down in Mandalay Bay or Luxor or Excalibur, which is a ridiculous hotel on the outside, but on the inside is actually kind of fun and cool. At, or New York, New York. New York, New York is right next to the venue. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you're in any of those, you can walk through the hotels and get to the venue really easily like otherwise it's like you have to the strip is like this maze this uh this labyrinth of like going up and climbing through a pedestrian walkway and then going down and all this stuff like you can walk on the street a little bit but then you have to do this maze to to get to any place and sometimes they close off random pedestrian walkways so it's like you have to get creative about it it's i know it's traffic flow and whatever but it's annoying but anyway vegas golden knights it's like the, 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 the actual arena is set up in this like kind of pedestrian mall, which is full mm-hmm. of restaurants. And, um, you know, it's got a, a couple of restaurants like Shake Shack and uh, Brooksy, which is this like chicken and waffles place. They have a beer house. It's called Beer House. Oh. And they had mm. German beer. So where was I? I was there. They have games to play outside, like huge Connect Four. And um, let's see, what else was it? Uh they had the, this uh, show of strength thing where you have to hit the the plungers. Oh yeah, those, those yeah. Are fun. They they have these kind of things like they have these games that you can play while you're sitting outside drinking your beer, getting ready for the game. They had air hockey, but we were told to go ask somebody for the puck, and I just didn't want to venture back inside yeah. to do it. But the chicken and waffles place, they had Nashville chicken tenders, and hey. they were the closest I've ever come to actual Nashville hot chicken. So I was like kind of in a little bit of slice of heaven. They have a interesting sculptures. You can walk around. You can sit. You can do all sorts of things. They they actually encourage you to come there and hang out. And then go to the game. Just walk a few hundred feet over to the arena. Awesome. I haven't had too much of an experience like that. Because, you know, obviously going to the garden, it's kind of like, eh, you'll, fi- you'll fucking find something to do. Go to a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Just like everybody else. <laughs> So that sounds like one hell of a tailgating kind of, if you want, it's not really tailgating, it's just pre-gaming. Yeah, I don't know if you can bring your own stuff, but, um, because it seems kind of rude. Right. But, you Of know, course, of course. We had, we definitely had lunch and, um, and had plenty of beer before we even got into the venue. Now, my seats at the Pepsi Center were better because they were lower bowl, they were like right behind the bench and it, they were really good vantage point. Like they were just high enough in the lower bowl that you could see everything. So it was really great. Ah, very nice. A fan experience there though, I thought was kind of shitty in a way because, um, you know, after the Bruins lost the game, you know, they filmed somebody in a Rask jersey leaving the arena. You know, I mean, the, the Bruins had just had the second empty net goal scored on them. So it's like the Bruins were losing. We knew this. 
But it was like they filmed somebody leaving that way, and I just thought that was bad taste. Left a bad taste in my my uh. mouth about that. The Bruins were very, very well represented in that crowd. And I just felt like, I don't know, it was kind of shitty. So I think uh, Denver is trash town. Their fans are garbage. Fucking garbage fans. That is what I say. They're fucking garbage with Broncos fans. I don't know what they are about baseball and basketball, but I imagine they're fucking garbage about those two things too. (laughs) You guys don't have any reason to be like so high and mighty. And by the way, I never had any food in Denver that made me go, I need to come back here. Fuck Denver. Done with that. Can you smoke marijuana or eat pot brownies inside the arena in Denver? Oh, I don't fucking care. Maybe. You're asking the wrong person. I don't do that. I, I don't. I I know. Mm. I did see plenty of dispensaries from the highway. Yeah, yeah whatever. I mean, I've... you can do the same. Actually, it's interesting because Nevada is a big anti-pot state, but you can find edibles within the city. Well, yeah, because it's legal there somehow, despite it being a very grumpy state on the matter still. Organics <laughs> with an X. That's how you uh, get by. Yeah, you call it something else. You don't, you don't call it by its name at all. But it, yeah, they're, they're, their legalization was voted in by um, referendum, I think, last last November. Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be Sin City, so whatever. I didn't see I didn't see anything in Northern Nevada, but Northern Nevada may as well be a completely different state than Las Vegas. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I didn't really like Vegas that much. I mean, it's empty spectacle on the strip. I don't know what it is outside of that because it's kind of hard to get out of there (laughs) and around. Yeah, I feel like the casino theory that it's, you know, hard to get find your way out of and stuff that are intended to be mazes, that's fractal, right? It just just works out outwards and even manifests in the form of the strip in the city. Yeah. They don't want you to find your way out because you're still there. You're more likely to keep gambling. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was hilarious because at one point we found ourselves trying to wander between hotels you know, because we would, we just wanted to find a good way to get out. And going out to the street is not necessarily the best way, somehow or another, because of the traffic flow situation. So it's like, we found ourselves in the casino and a concierge or person was trying to, like, give us all sorts of comps. But it's like, we don't gamble. I've never bought a lottery ticket. I've never bought a scratch ticket. I, it's just, Ow. this is not an appealing thing to me. I know the odds. They keep you, it's like, it's like breadcrumbing. They give you just enough to keep you interested you know so it's like i i just don't dig it so then they were like oh you want to go see some shows i'm like not chris angel thank you (laughs) he was he was the guy in our hotel and there's actually a picture that i took of the the thing that was in the lobby and it it cracked me up because it kind of looked like trent reznor as a barbie doll on top of the luxor (laughs) i was like oh god this is so cheesy Carrot Top also was in our hotel. I'm like, oh, no, thank no, you. Gosh. Oh, God. No, no. So it's like we were looking for outside of our hotel for entertainment things. I was endlessly entertained by, like, the structure. Like, the way the elevators moved and, like, how they kept the sound at a minimum. So that we were on the 25th floor and we couldn't hear very much at all of anything unless we went out our, of our door, you know? Hmm. And then you can only hear a little bit. So it's like... So I was more interested in that stuff, but that's because I'm kind of a nerd. Yeah, so it's like to get anywhere, you had to wander through every casino. You can get... That's dirty. Yeah, it is. It is. But anyway, the the comp person was like, you're not biting on anything. I'm like, nope, not biting on anything. Thanks. (laughs) I just... 
I'm the worst. It's not my place. So it's like, if you want to gamble, it's great. If you want to walk around with like those yards of like frozen drinks, slushies. Okay. But that's not something I wanted to do either. But the fan experience for the game was really cool. I feel like I'm losing you guys. This isn't that. No, 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 no. Would you say that if you like to gamble, you are not the woman. Win some, you lose some. It's all a game you're not playing to you. Um. (laughs) So you don't. The only card you don't need any cards, especially the Ace of Spades. The Ace of Spades. <laughs> Trick question: Lemmy is God. <laughs> now, see, the whole time I was sitting there thinking, like, where is he going with this? This is a song. It's not the Gambler, and, and I'm like. Ah, oh, fuck, it's not Judas Priest, so... <laughs> <laughs> I honestly have never really listened to the lyrics of Ace of Spades that much, because it's like... <laughs> right? That's like Ace of Spades! Ace of Spades! That's it, yeah. that's it, that's it. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, let me just kind of sounds the way you think he, he probably smells, too. <laughs> anyway <laughs> you're right you're right uh, okay i think i got uh another question for you okay I- i'm more intrigued about vegas they're okay. the new kid on the block yep they're the new fans on the block yep did you feel like their fans were pretty hockey literate and intelligent or were they just there to have a good time and I guess as an addendum with that, were they really badly outnumbered by Bruins fans, it seemed, or were they seemingly pretty well represented themselves? <laughs> okay, I think there's a lot of excitement around that hockey team. And I think the people who are quiet and watching the game are probably more hockey literate than the loudmouths that you're usually surrounded by. I think that's hot. That's probably indicative of almost every hockey experience. Like, you know, I think there was a guy who's sitting right next to me. I think he pretty much knew what was going on. There was a loud mouth over to my right. And uh, I'm pointing at the space above me, but it's like, uh, you know, a, a row above to my uh, right who just shouted shit. And I was like, and I just would look at Glenn and I'm like, does he even know what he's talking about? Probably not. And then he got his kid to say things like, boobies, boobies. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like boobies. That's great. That, I, I expect nothing less of, of Vegas. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that they, I think they're very excited for hockey. I think some people probably know. I think a lot of people are just like, hey, hockey, this is the thing to do. <laughs> Pro sport here? What? <laughs> Which right. is fine, yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's how it is. Now, my experience at the game there was we were in the we were in the balcony, which I don't ever like to be in. Really, it's a fear of heights thing. It's, okay. It's um so it's like at the garden you can climb into the balcony and then you climb up right or go over to your seat in the first you rows. Come, like you come in from yeah. the top there, don't you? <laughs> you come in from the top and it is fucking frightening for someone oh. who is like I mean li- listeners you may not know I have vertigo which every once in a while I have a spell but. Basically, it leaves my balance kind of iffy all the time. And uh, it's just, you know, my eyes, my ear do not align. That's that's the basic principle here with uh, with vertigo. I don't always have to be spinny, but sometimes the things don't line up. So it's like climbing down <laughs> like, uh, let's see, I think I had to climb down about 19 rows to get to our seats. We were fourth row, which was nice. Mm. But yeah, 
So, so that part is kind of frightening to me. But then again, I just didn't want to pay like the money for the, the original seats I was offered because those were too expensive. Fair enough. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I think that they will be more hockey literate as they go on. It takes time. And if you haven't really watched it, then you don't know. Lots of Bruins fans there, but you know, all for not. Bruins are, Bruins are and Bruins are a fan base that travels well, right? So you know, especially in a new new venue, that's to be new area that's to be, to be expected. I've told I said I've seen them in Ottawa and Black and Gold outnumbered Red by a long shot. So yeah, um, I saw I saw an Allison jersey. Huh? I did. How did, how did Timmy get there? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was so weird. I almost took a picture of it, but I kind of felt a little weird about doing that. I could have asked the guy, but I also felt weird about that. Like, something happened where I got, like, very closed in at that point. I was just kind of like, I just want to explore, enjoy the experience. I don't want to talk to people too much unless they talk I mean, to me. it's not so. too weird. Like, he, Jay Allison was good for the Bruins way back, and he was captain briefly, and... <laughs> I'm just saying I saw that. That's That's a jersey I saw, so that was pretty interesting. Okay, anything else to ask about this? I will say that we we went to the Hoover Dam and Grand Canyon, and we saw Meteor Crater. That's Uh, cool. I didn't know you saw that stuff. Yep, I did not. I didn't post all the pictures. I I did not uh, experience the Taos Hum, and I was kind of heartbroken about that. So, and uh, oh yes, here things I've learned about my trip. Okay, ready? One, I might not be the best fan to go on these kind of trips and have to root for the Bruins because I get very angry when they lose. Ah. Okay, so that's the top thing. Number two, I don't like mountains. I don't like driving up them, around them, over them. Uh, I don't want to climb them. I like driving through them. Through them is kind of fun, you know? Tunnels. Uh, even though I, I am a little bit, I don't really like tunnels that much. Tunnels through mountains fascinate me. And uh, I don't like driving around all these things in the dark. And then seeing the signs that say things like, oh, rocks falling from the cliff face. It looks like a mountain's crying. Uh, honestly (laughs) um i don't like seeing uh the grade is going to change it's going to be a six percent grade and the truck there's always a truck around me i don't like that kind of stuff and okay i will say pixie's surferosa is a very good like excellent album to listen to in the desert so i always thought of as an arid kind of album and it totally works on the road especially when you scream shout the lyrics yes that works. Um, I liked Arches National Park more than than the Grand Canyon. I've been to neither, so I'll go. I'll try to get to both. Yep. Uh, and Jeff, I saw so many rocks. I was so excited. Like, oh, if only Jeff were here, we could talk about rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm warning you, uh, around your birthday time, uh. I, Glenn might have some rock stuff queued up for you. Oh. Yes. Because mm. I said save it. Save it for when he comes down for his birthday so you can inundate him with rock stuff. He'll love it. <laughs> there was so many times rock I stuff. Saying, I mean, I put that in the in the, the thing. I'm like, why doesn't Jeff like us anymore? I want to talk to him about rocks. <laughs> Jeff's had a lot going on lately. <laughs> but who else am I going to talk about rocks with? Who? Uh, I can talk about. I could call Nick. 
and ask him, but he's not going to have quite the same answers. I find rock to be the most powerful form of music. See, that's the kind of stuff I get. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't answer or return my calls. Uh, and he's also not a geologist. So he's not going to talk to me yeah. about it. See, Jeff? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, VA. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so any other questions on on this road trip? So, Man. which one's next? Or you figure that out as it, as it comes? <laughs> who, who are the next Doritos on your checklist? I should say. There has been talk of going on the West Coast California swing. Ooh. Because it would keep us in one state, which is nice. We we went to like five different states, four of which were new to me. Oh. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, in pregame, you asked me if I would do it again, and I said it was exhausting, and I probably wouldn't. There are lots of things. I, I'm very allergic to the Southwest, and uh, the elevation and the allergies that I experienced in Arizona, <laughs> New Mexico, and Southern Colorado make me not ever want to do that again. Wow, So what okay. you're saying is um, uh, um, uh, Gila River Arena is pretty low on your to-do list, then. Um, you know what? It I I I can I could do it, but um um uh, and I think it's Gila, but you know, yeah, well, yeah. like Gila Monster. Like I went to the Super Bowl across the street from it a few years back, and I was fine actually. But that was winter. Yeah, it was winter. Quite frankly, it was winter. It was not in the fall. In the fall, I found in recent years like I have more allergic problems in the fall. But mostly, any place that's like filled with juniper. Is a bad idea for that me. That was mostly sage, not juniper. Like yeah, the picture, is, the, picture, the picture you posted as juniper was definitely sage. I saw a fair bit of it recently myself. Um. No, no. I, I'm saying, like, Utah was full of juniper. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of sagebrush, too. And I I have sage in my garden, but not. this is not the same thing. It's a it is not, thing. no. And the volume is um, immeasurably larger. Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, I forgot another point about uh, my, my road trip thing. I got a nasty rash. Oh. In Las Vegas. I'm sure many people have. <laughs> it was on my legs. <laughs> it, it, it was on my legs, and I, I looked it up, and apparently it's this combination of heat, concrete, and the stuff they put on the floors in the casinos. Oh, God. And Ooh. if you're wearing enclosed pants, it just goes up there and just. Just, Note to yeah. self, do not wear my skinny jeans in Las Vegas. I mean... Note to self, yeah. buy new jeans because all my jeans are skinnies. I'm just going to say, wear boot cuts, not straight leg there. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, so basically, it. yeah. So I got really itchy. It's just, it's a dry skin thing. It's uh, okay. an allergen thing. So I'm very allergic to everything and I wouldn't do the whole trip again, but I'm willing to, like, maybe do small elements of that and get out. You know what I mean? So I spent 10 days, like, going around and I was wiped out. But we're talking about California. We're talking uh, because most of the time, like, that's all one swing. You know what I mean? For the Bruins. Mm-hmm. And that would actually get me to San Francisco, where I've wanted to go forever in my life. I know San Jose is not San Francisco, but we could go up there is what I'm saying. So there's talk of that, but we haven't really planned it. And I think if we're going to go to one more Bruins game at a different arena this year, we're looking at New Jersey or Madison Square Garden. Oh, 
Uh, because it's kind of nice to just have one weekend trip. Boom. Yeah. If it falls on a weekend, yeah. just go and do it. So I'll take a look. I, I haven't really seen what those schedules are. But if uh, if they're playing it, you know, down in that area on a Saturday night, we'll go. We'll go. So, awesome. Yeah. All right. That's enough talk about that. There you go. Um, you know, if people have individual questions about it, they can contact us, or contact me at Barely on Topic, or they could, or, or they could contact me directly at my newly named handle on Twitter. Oh yes, VA from RI. I, I just, I was done with the other handle. It's time to change it. That's all. Okay, so we have a lot of other stuff to talk about with regard to the Bruins. I'm not sure exactly where we want to start with it. This is um very active week for roster moves of all kinds. Lots of call-ups and send-downs. Peter Solarik was called up for like 45 minutes and sent home, and as was um, uh, as was a mastination. That's not cool, man. It takes like that amount of time to get up there. <laughs> really, though, it's it's a little ridiculous. You know, I mean, you know, Ken August, Agostino was called up. He actually played in two games. He scored against um, against Vancouver. That was cool. As soon as they got home from the road trip, both uh, Zarnik and Heinen were sent down. Kind of unfortunate. Heinen was really what was one of the bright spots of the road trip, possibly the only real one. I think they just brought him up for the road trip so they would know where to eat in Denver. But Carlo <laughs> probably could. Well, Carlo's from Colorado Springs, not Denver. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I actually went to Colorado Springs. I didn't actually make it a note that Brandon Carlo was from there. Nor was there a sign that says Brandon Carlo's from here. Which I think they should amend that. Maybe I should, like, have some kind of campaign for that. So, write some some sternly worded letters, yeah? Sure. (laughs) Why not? I'll put it on my to-do list. Uh, But anyway, uh, yeah, so... Oh, yeah, by the way, wearing a Brandon Carlo jersey gets you nothing in Colorado. Nothing. Nobody's nice to you. Nobody wants to talk to you. Fuck that shit. Okay. So, uh, and a lot of why all this, like, ridiculous chaos movement, of course, is because... Oh, uh, damn. Yeah, what the hell's going on? What, what, Every what, time what, I open up my app, a new guy is dying. What, what, what just happened? What? Who's dying? A, a Bruins player. Oh, they're not oh, dying. Okay, yes. So a lot of injuries. Thank you. That was that was really confusing there. And they're Nick. I'm like, what? 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 Yeah. So casualties. Yes. This team is a freaking mash unit at this point. Like it looked like you know after Monday after the game against the against uh, Las Vegas there was a thought maybe we'd lose McQuaid then because he took that puck to the to his knee or whatever. Turns out he was okay for a couple days. Then actually broke his leg against Vegas. Krejci left a game early and then Kevin Miller missed yesterday's game against uh, against Buffalo and but Berkey came back on Thursday. Hey. <laughs> Oh yeah, and also Rask, the, the the elephant in the room. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you that that one was the most spectacular of all of them because it was friendly fire. I, now I've got to say, I watched Adam McQuaid like crumble to the ground during that game uh, on Sunday, and I went, "Oh shit!" I mean, because I knew right then and there, I'm like, he is really hurt. This was like I was convinced he was Campbell there. Uh, yeah, I mean, he took a puck to the leg, basically, and, yeah. and, and, it, and it was Colin Miller. Colin Miller with the puck in the T-Mobile arena. Motherfucker. Between him and... God damn it. Uh, by the way, how many times did we mention how we needed to shell him? Uh, uh, Malcolm Subban, and then, then, then they, that game happened some hours later. Yeah. 
I mean, at least I got the, sh- the show out before the game was played, but it doesn't mean anyone listened to it before the game was played. Uh. I, I have some thoughts on Malcolm. Okay. One, I think that the defense played a little bit differently around him than, say, the Bruins defense did. I think they were uh, at times a little looser, and there were times that they were a little stronger against our Bruins. Of course, when we're missing like five-fifths of the team, it's not that hard. After watching that game, now that was one game, I just kind of thought, you know, Malcolm just wasn't a good fit here. I just don't think it was it was a good fit for him. I don't think it was the right goalie coach. I don't think it's the right coaching. And I don't think he had the right defensive pieces around him to be able to do it. You know what? Here's the thing, too. It always he, his Picking Malcolm never made any sense for this team. Um, you know, because the timelines you expect out of a first-round goalie, when you had someone, you know, Rask was, what, 25 then and had just taken over the official start, was about to take over the official starting role after the whole Tim, over the whole, after the whole Tim Thomas incident. Mm-hmm. It was the wrong time to pick a goalie in the first round for this team. Not necessarily the wrong time to draft a goalie, right? You have to keep drafting goalies, but in the first round, there comes with expectations. Like, and there's not, like, I don't even necessarily think he was a bad pick there. It was just not the right pick there for this team at that time. Yeah, I, I have to wonder if Malcolm would have been served better by going to a different team. I'm not, now, I know that people are going to be like, oh, what are you saying about the Bruins? That's, I'm not saying anything bad about the Bruins. I'm just saying that sometimes people fit better in other places than they do where they they start out. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I think that... Because Malcolm's been playing pretty great for them. You know? I don't I don't necessarily think that's going to last based on everything we've ever seen with him in Providence, too. Injuries or no, he's always been very uneven. Well, no, and it's not meant to last. Yeah. It's not really meant to last because right now he's just holding the spot for Flurry when Flurry. Well, no, he's not now. He's injured now. Oh, go- Malcolm? Yeah. Yep. They're going when did that happen? Yesterday, last night, you know. Um, oh. They we're waiting on an MRI, so it might be like apparently some possibly a groin injury or something. But, um, like, they're looking at. Yeah, they're going third string. Incidentally, their, their winning streak's probably about to end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I know their 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 um their Twitter account last night was like, Will people finally take us seriously? I'm like, No. <laughs> We're like six or seven games into a season. No. It's been a fun ride, but it's especially now it's probably over. <laughs> it did Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so Bruins roster stuff. I guess the roster things all came to a head in a variety of ways on Thursday's game against the Canucks. Bergie came back. And basically, promptly, he must have like been familiar with Hag's bullshittery when uh, when when Berkey missed the home opener, and just like promptly shat in, in, in Hag's breakfast cereal had a four point game because he is Patrice motherfucking Bergeron. That's why. Okay, look, I get it. Patrice is thirty two, and he will slow down a little bit, but you know, I, I think the 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 rumors of his imminent demise. Uh, are greatly exaggerated. Well, I mean, was, that was only hags. Like, every other media person piled on him for that one, too. <laughs> yep, I saw Kalman say something, and I think I might have even seen... Ty was pretty uh, bad. He was pretty aggressive. Uh, DJ B, it's... who doesn't even cover the Bruins anymore, came out of the woodwork to go after him for it, too. <laughs> to go after him... After, after hags him? for being an idiot, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 okay. Because I, I... My point is, all of them piled on hags for being a fucking imbecile. Well, what do you fucking expect? 
This is a guy who's just like, there's nothing going on with the Bruins. I guess I'm just going to write some shit. But I'm so good at it, Brosif. I mean, it's like, you know, you're not good at it. You're demonstrably bad at it, Hags. Um. Yeah, I, I just sit there and I'm just like, why are you trying to make controversy out of nothing? Then, the, then there was the Dobby. Um, oh, with Rasko, could there be a goalie controversy brewing? It's like, no! No. <laughs> the, one, the game he won, Dobby was bad on Thursday. It's just the Canucks were that much worse. <laughs> and the, honestly, the Bruins power play just had one good five-minute stretch. Yeah, that whole that's scoring all three goals. Yeah, the whole scoring three goals on one major penalty has uh, an effect. Yeah, man, I wish I had seen that game. That may, it might have made me feel a little bit better about the Bruins. The, that, the Pasternak goal was a thing of beauty. I usually cheer, even when I'm alone when the Bruins score. I, let's give it a woo! Or yeah! But when but when, when Pasternak scored, he took the words right out of my mouth. I couldn't say anything. <laughs> oh. Must have been while he was kissing me. But, um... <laughs> I was like, see, 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 not making the meatloaf joke up there. It is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, and oddly enough, it was only the second biggest highlight of the night in the NHL. But, oh, that, we got ourselves a good player. We should be happy about that. I think so. And, and of course, Anders Bjork had a, had a two-goal night there, too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was that before or after he took out, <laughs> took out Rask? Yes, this was a couple days after he took out Rask. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, on and the one hand, was actually I'm... also pretty good last night. All thing, despite the bug fuckery that was that game. <laughs> actually, can we talk about goaltending in that game a little bit? Because I watched the highlights right before, actually during our pre our, 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 our pregame talk here. Dobby has rebound control issues, and they're really bad. That final Most goal. Most do, but yes. That final goal could have been prevented if he just had a decent glove hand and caught the puck. When it was originally fired in on him, instead he fumbled it, and which then allowed that whole sequence to happen. There is the matter where that that the um, OT goal probably was um, uh, interference, but mm. <laughs> okay, you know this is this is an interesting point to make, and it actually fits in oh. with a little bit of a, a piece of of um, mail that we we received this week. Okay, so new re- listener uh, reached out to us by Facebook this week. That's right, listeners. You can reach out by to Facebook, and we will respond, and quickly. He was a yes. little shocked. Mr. Russ Hallowell reached out to us, asked us a few questions, and this one specifically hockey-related to what's coming up next. <laughs> I do have a topic of discussion that I've heard rumbling around and was wondering if you guys would be willing to discuss it on your next show. Do you think the Bruins let weaker, in quotations, teams into their head and play down to their competition? Given the odd starts for teams like Detroit, Vegas, and New Jersey, I can't help but feel like the Bruins are going to struggle to get these easy points, again in quotations, over the course of the season. Now, what's interesting is I think we've we've probably discussed this in seasons past. It we, is a pattern. We've definitely talked before about the notion of the team playing down to competition. And I'm never sure how to really answer this one. I don't necessarily believe in the concept. I think it's, a, to a certain extent, a false pattern I'm noticing. I think for every game that we shit the bed against a crap team, we also play really well against a different crap team. It's just it always really fucking stands out when the team plays bad against a garbage team. <laughs> it, if you're talking about a team like the Buffalo Sabres, like they played last night, uh, a team that they see typically four to five times a year, 
And even Jack will say that they play tough against the Bruins. You know, that's that's basically the, the talk that you have to give about teams that you play against in your own divisions. Okay. Mm-hmm. It happens in football too. Not going to digress there. I'm just saying it's just, it's the kind of announcer talk that happens. It, it's frustrating to see them lose against a team that is not better than them playing record wise or even playing wise or even on paper. And then they'll go like they'll win a one nothing game against the Chicago Blackhawks, which is a comparable or even better team, depending on the year. Right. Right. So that's where that's where this question comes from, basically, because we see them play very well against teams that are ostensibly better. I um, actually have a little bit of a insight on onto this because I uh, was listening to uh, a podcast years ago about hockey and the some reporter who covered actually the San Jose Sharks and he was on the team plane and Joe Thornton was talking as he often does after games win or lose and Joe Thornton just flat out admitted yeah they got they got destroyed by some garbage team Joe Thornton just flat out talks to the uh, and they felt bad about it but he's like hey we took the night off we got it's 82 fucking games long we'll be all right so like do the Bruins play down to bad teams yes because it's a long season is it annoying when you get shelled because you're like ah we could probably beat this team yes it is very annoying but yeah they do take games uh games off but all teams do so it's like, eh, it's just kind of annoying when it's this early in the season. Yeah, and then when they do it, say, twice in a row against a team that's supposed to be garbage, and they're, say, in games two and three. Yeah, the Avs are not that good. Yeah, yeah. The, the um, I'm willing to excuse a lot. The Avs games were inexcusable, particularly the second one. Regardless of how well they didn't actually play that badly compared to the first one, there's still no good reason to lose to that team, in that, particularly the second time around. There were two empty net goals against them in that game. That, that to me, is a, that's, that's a coaching problem. I don't, I don't agree with that. I mean, there's the, there is the growing notion that you should pull the, if you're behind, pull the goalie earlier. You, what are you going to do, lose worse? You still lost one way or the other, right? And... Yeah, but it just, I don't know. It just seems like it was like adding insult to injury to have two empty net goals scored against you. I get what you're saying. Once you give up the first one, now you're already, now you're suddenly, um, uh, you're in a deeper hole, and it's like you're, you're, you're down two. Why do you have the goalie still out at that point? Yes, okay, I, I see where you're coming from. It's just a bad look, and and I, I, you know, we can do two things. We can blame the players on this, which I'm sure there was some fucked up coverage, or we can blame the coaching, and I'm going to blame the coaching on this one because I just felt, felt like um, at that point, it's like you had a, you, you were like within one goal, and then the empty net goal happened. So now, okay, that's not good, you know, and then the same thing happens again. You allow them to get the puck down there, and there's another empty net goal. You know, so maybe the second one was more on the players and the first one was more on the coaching, but it was just bad. It was very bad. Insofar as I'm willing to blame the coaching on this one, I would just simply say it's like, you know what? They probably shouldn't have bothered continuing to run the extra skater after giving up the first empty netter because it was game over. Yes. I think that's the full extent of the coaching problem. The first one, the coach isn't – when you have no, one, no, no goalie in the net – Empty netters happen. That's not a coaching problem. It's just something that's going to fucking happen. If you want to prevent it, you never pull the goalie, which means you don't necessarily tie I up mean, games <laughs> Louis Erickson will just score in any any old damn empty net he can find. He did that against his own team last year. He did. Oh, Louis. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. I, I, 
I think that they do have a problem where they just kind of, maybe it's just a matter of taking games off. Maybe it is just like letting a team that uh, wants it more take it against them. Last night, they just took their foot off their gas. That's all it is. They just didn't win that game. Oh, yeah. They could have won that game. They should have won that game. And they (laughs) they let the other team back in. That's, you know what? You do that right now. And we sit here and we complain about it. But you're going to do it again. And it's just, it's just compounding the problem. This is why, this is why we get a question like this. And, you know, here's the thing is the team didn't have a good excuse yesterday because um, most of the important parts, with the exception of Rask, the important parts of the roster were back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were leading yeah. very well. Um, so I thought that Marshy was going to get a hat trick. I honestly thought that because he had two goals early in the game. <sighs> yeah. Well, anyway, speaking of playing down to the competition, there's another team in our division that has been doing this in spades. I feel like we need an attitude adjustment. How about some Habenfreude? <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> so, Habenfreude is my best, my favorite kind of Freude. <laughs> so, so the Habs are... Um, uh... Oh, oh, I can say it in German. Habenfreude is mein Lieblingsfreude. <laughs> oh, Actually, it's meiner Lieblingsfreude. Can I make that my ringtone? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Habenfreude is meiner Lieblingsfreude. Hello, this is Nick. Who's there? <laughs> oh, no one's there. You know what? I, I, this is what I have to say all the time. It's a glorious day to hate the Habs. Yes! Oh, it really is. Yes! It is, it is just spectacular how bad they are. This team, and again, this was a team that everyone was, you know, a lot of prognosticators were still saying we're going to be, you know, a top three in the division, what have you, right? Because of Carey Price. Who, incidentally, I have him on one of my, my cash fantasy league, and he has been fucking hot garbage. Um, <laughs> that team has given up 33 goals, and their current record in eight games is one six and one, with 13 goals scored and 33 against. Yay! I I wish there was someone here among the three of us that like recorded this bold prediction that they would be garbage this year. Wait, there is someone. That person's me. Um, <laughs> I mentioned I I said there's there's I said there's no way the Habs make the playoffs besides Pacioretty. There's no one scoring on this team. I just don't see it. Well, here's the um, thing about that. Segway. Segway. There you go. <laughs> Max Pacioretty in the last 37 games since Claude Julien took over. That includes, of course, playoff game, playoff and regular season, has scored eight goals since Claude Julien took over. Claude Julien has broken Max Pacioretty, and it makes me so happy because I fucking hate Max Pacioretty so much. I mean, <laughs> there are so many reasons to, so pick one. But like, 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 there's just weird choices they're making there. Like, it's really, like, I love, I still love Claude Julien. He was so good for us for so long. What this is doing, though, is laying bare the problems with his system. Claude has a good system. The problem with Claude's system is it is 100% reliable on the existence of Patrice Bergeron and Zidane Chara. Neither of which he has. Yeah. Not at all, yeah. He has a heavily used uh, Weber, and a, I don't think he has any centers, actually, on that team. Um, consider, actually, the centers is a hilarious one. Because, yeah. you know, they're playing um, Jonathan, John Druin as a um, uh, center on the first line. John Druin's never played center at the pro level. Meanwhile, of course, they're playing Alex Galchenyuk on the wing. Galchenyuk is a, <laughs> it, 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 it is a natural center. 
Um, and then the rest of their centers are like our Andrew fucking Shaw, um, uh, turtlenecks, and 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 something called a Philip Dano. <laughs> Philip Dano, man, him and I used to shoot shoot pool back at old <laughs> And Philippe Dano, sorry, but <laughs> oh, that's a different guy. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't, <laughs> didn't we say something about Claude being, I don't know, uh, a sleeper agent? I, I, it was said this week, but I, I think it we like said yesterday, this yesterday. I think, yeah. But I think that we said this way before. We figured that Claude had to come in to fuck up the Habs, mm. and everybody would be happy. But anyway, the Habs are unspeakably awful. Like way, like, like way worse than anyone actually predicted on this team. But for this team to be, I think, like even okay, you you, you said they wouldn't be good, but I don't think you thought they would be this bad. I, yeah, I definitely. I mean, I just said they won't make the playoffs, which is, I guess, maybe a low ceiling to make low prediction but i didn't think they would be in last place after you know eight games in the season yeah because they're um i mean they now mind you they aren't last place in the league because last arizona place. arizona has a sh- an astonishing one point oh oh yeah. wow oh, arizona's oh seven and one. <laughs> oh wow so maybe uh the golden knights shouldn't brag about their win over arizona because they should everybody and has one likely similarly the bruins probably shouldn't brag about their win again over arizona because everyone has one um anyway so the Habs are awful it's delightful their their defensemen can't move the puck worth shit carry price is playing like cock garbage in their and, and their forwards are garbage i think this is an art uh this is a discussion that we have every year or we should have every year um, and I think it's always important for fans to kind of gauge their enthusiasm or dis- disappointment by this. At what point in the season do we have to kind of look at the team and say, this is what we've got? You know, in, in football, it's six games in to a 16-game season. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of variables. How many games have you played with your actual full roster, for example? Ah, uh, yes. Or at least yes, something vaguely is... resembling your full roster. Like, I'm not going to say missing um, Noel Chari, God love him, or Adam McQuaid counts as playing at, at, at an incomplete roster. Not really. Mm. They are they are satellite pieces, right? But, like, playing with your goalie and your top-pairing defense, defense and your first couple centers and wingers, that's how you judge it. And we haven't had very many of those yet, or any, actually, because we got Berge back, but Rask was down. Yes. We haven't had our two top centers on at all, and that's a huge difference uh, because we have so many younger players yes. right now. Okay. When you see Krejci flanked by two younger players, that is great if you have Bergy helping out on, on the load, but we haven't had that. And then if you want to expand it to the top nine, which is a hilarious concept to me because you always hear top six or bottom six, but now we're going to expand it to top nine. <laughs> we we have no Spooner, which I have to admit that yesterday I, I said I, I had forgotten about him. But what that means is you're playing with either Nasher or, or Corrali as your third line center. Center, and you know what? They're both good players. Neither of them belong there. <laughs> right. Neither right. of them belong on the power play. Oh God, no. <laughs> oh, we got the, those three goals in that last game. So what the hell do I know? Generally, as a rule, yeah. I agree with you. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 how we have to say it. Uh, right now, it's like it, you're right. Everything is piecemeal. So we. It's almost like we have to take however many games we have without certain players and just kind of push them off to the side, just put them over here in a box, and then take a look at what happens when we do have a full complement of top six Mm -hmm. and goalie and top pairings, right? Yeah. 
And, you know, this team is habitually a garbage October team. Even the year we, you know, we, we got the, what was the, um, uh, did we get President's Trophy the Againla year? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Eve, our October was awful that year, if I remember correctly. <laughs> you still need at least a month to develop some kind of chemistry. Yeah. And I can't even say that we're going to have a good November because we're still having pieces come and go and that will be out. And then we're going to have to see what we have from there. Yeah, assuming Rask comes back quickly, though, the pieces we're missing now going forward are mostly easier ones to fill, assuming Rask comes back soon. Yeah, but, you know, remember last night you had Krejci out, too. Yes. Okay, and that's going to be problematic if we have our top two centers out. Especially okay? when we, when, with, with Spooner out, because that means we have no scoring center to fill in Krejci's, among Krejci's role. Yeah. So, okay, so let's say, let's, let's do a hypothetical here. Let's say we had everything in place. <laughs> Everybody was where they needed to be. This is a funny concept because we haven't had this at all this, this season yet. Um, all seven games in. And yes, we have to wait till Thursday for a game eight. But anyway, in a normal season where you have no injuries, how many games are you looking at? 18. It's a long season. I don't know if 18. Um, you know, um, a couple of years ago, um, uh, Elliot Friedman talked about how teams that are more than four points out of the playoffs at the end of October generally don't make the playoffs. But the last two years have completely nuked that thesis because there's been a, the last couple of years have had a lot of very high number of exceptions to that rule, which prior to that, there'd only ever been like two in the last couple of years. There's been three or four. Hmm. So 18 might be a bit high. I'm thinking depending on how those 10, I'd say 10 games, depending on of course, how those 10 go, right? If you lost seven and then find your stride and win the last three, no, your team is still hot garbage. The only one three out of 10 games. Um, so I don't know. It's tough to say. And there's still problems with this team that there were no closer to solving, like what to do about Bolesky and Vetrano, both of whom have played six games with zero points. Ah. All right. So if I took the <laughs> if I took the football formula and applied it to hockey, it would be thirty seven point seven games. That's that's way too many. <laughs> because by the time by the time you're that far into the season, your season could be gone. Yes. So um, and- I just <laughs> I'm thinking that a fair number is to look at 22. So what we have to do is get our pieces back together and then take a look at a 22-game span and see what we have. It's like a, roughly a quarter of yeah. the season. You, a quarter is enough time to gain stuff back if you make the right adjustments. And that's the big thing about the right adjustments. Um, again, Petrano and Bolesky aren't working. They had Heinen up and Heinen, Heinen was quite good. Zarnik played decent when he was up. Agostino seems to be doing okay up. This team... I think needs to start cutting bait. I think Vitrano would clear, but would clear waivers now. Now might be the time to say, "Go get your shit together in, in Providence, buddy." As for Bolesky, well, it's a different. That's a different kettle of fish. Yes, it's a financial kerfuffle. Is what it is. <laughs> yeah, because you can only like you. You'd have to. You'd be on the books for like however many more millions of his salary. Well, last year, say you're stuck with him for the rest of this year, regardless, and then he's still got two more years of term. Uh, and we, we, we ran headlong into this in the preseason before we even thought he was going to be bad. Just already thinking that there wasn't a place for Bolesky on this team going forward, even if he got his shit together. And he's not getting his shit together, which makes it worse because it makes it harder to get rid of him. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know. So what else would we have to give to Arizona to get rid of Bolesky? <laughs> Honestly, I think Cheka 
knows quite well that he could probably um, milk Sweeney for 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 a pretty good pick, whether it was a second or even a first. It's entirely possible, like a first and Bolesky and getting a third back or something dumb like that. Which, to be honest, we have a lot of prospects right now. If it cleared the boards, I'm not altogether opposed to that, although I can't even imagine how upset hockey how Bruins Twitter would be about this matter. About getting rid of Bolesky? About For nothing? Well, no, about losing a reasonably well-positioned pick for it to get rid of him. I can tell you how upset I would be about it. Not very. I just suggested it because obviously I'm not. Um, I'm saying Bruins Twitter would be a shit show. (laughs) I would be... We we know that Bruins Twitter uh, emphasizes things that um, are not necessarily important. And there are things that are important that they do justifiably acknowledge well and again Bruce twitter collectively has completely forgotten that that's that blusky was good for us the first season of his contract full fucking stop i i don't know if we've seen a drop off in a in a uh in a player like this in, at least on the bruins for quite like, some time. I, I genuinely thought we'd see something out of him but he's as bad if not worse than he was last yeah. season which blows my mind <laughs> i'm now I, I was like i'm trying to think of drop-offs i mean even mike richards didn't fall off a cliff like this I'm just keeping it Bruin related. Okay, sorry, yes. Um, I mean maybe Chuck Kobasu, but I mean I think we all could agree that first year with, when he was with the that first full season with the Bruins was a bit of like he, he overplayed his his uh his skill. And I, he he got thrown down the the depth chart afterwards and that affected it too. Like he was playing above he was playing with line mates above his level early on as yeah. well, right? So Right. The only thing that kind of comes close to my mind is Martin Lapointe, but he was even in his bad season, he was still like, ah, he's he he's still all right. You know what? Lapointe gets away with everything because he he's personally responsible for Berkey becoming Berkey. Berkey. I'm yep. going to say <laughs> the mentor of the Berkey. You can't say bad things about him. Eh? He's Berkey. He's Berkey sensei, so I think he's okay. He can get away with yep. having been garbage one season. Um. I believe in the Church of Bergy, where you have Bergy getting rid of the snakes, or whatever it is, the creepy crawly things from, from the TD Garden. You have Martin Lapointe, who is like, he is dressed like the Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> escalated. The manger, <laughs> the, the manger of the Bergy. I know what I'll be working on later tonight. Hello, Photoshop. <laughs> um... <laughs> Do you know what's really funny is I don't know how to do the signs across. I, well, I do. I was going to show you, but this is a podcast, so what's <laughs> So it's to the left? Now, this comes up, of course, some uh, listeners, because I just crossed myself after that. Not because I'm religious, but because that seemed like the thing to do at the time. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, um, of course. I think you were saying it was sacra bleu. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> I think, yeah, it's it's uh, Father, Son, Holy. Yeah, left, left shoulder, then right shoulder. Right shoulder yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. I never get it right. <laughs> I wasn't raised Catholic. Yeah. So anyway, Bolesky presents an issue, and I don't know what to, what the team can possibly do about it, really, apart from having to give up assets to get rid of him. Mind you, he still has an NTC at the moment as well. I'm going to point out yet again that knee injuries, especially where you have tears or partial tears, you do not come back. Even even if they're like, oh, you come back within six months, you don't really come back within six months. You come back about... 18 months later. I'm like, it takes a, you a full year to come back from the knee injury, and then, or, I mean, it takes you six months to come back from that, but then it takes you, like, a full year to get back to where you were. That's true. So, Zides was, Seidenberg was almost two full years before he appeared competent, by which time Bruins had bought him out. 
But he was older. Yes. Which... Yeah, that's the thing about Bolesky. He's only 29 still. Yes. Yes, he's only 29. I Look, I, I'm not saying I want to give up on Bolesky, but I see everything that you're talking about. And I think that we need to give him a little more rope on this. Well, I just don't... It's not even about his play. Even before we... Even in the preseason, when I genuinely thought he was going to be better, I didn't think there was a place for him on this team anymore anyway. Okay. All right. Well, that's fair. That's fair. Um, now, the um, problem is I don't... There isn't a place for him on this team, and his play is going to make it even harder to... To rehome him. I can't believe you just said rehome him. Boleski <laughs> looking for his forever home. <laughs> oh, I, I feel awful having laughed at that. Oh, it's all <laughs> your fault, Jeff. You are such a terrible person. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Poor Matt Boleski. Poor Vink. Thank Fratano. <laughs> Thank Fratano. You know, Vank Fratano, I've had enough of you. <laughs> it's under the circumstances, I think they could wave Vitrano and not lose him. And if they did lose him... <laughs> we have so many other people coming up. It's the final year of his deal. Our, left, so many... our left wing is... We're deep on the left wing. Um, you know, Agostino has shown himself to be good. Solaric looks fantastic so far this year in Providence. We still have, you know, um, Gabriel and... You know, we already have we have we have Bjork playing on his off wing right now. Oh, that's a good point. Heinen's a left shot, even though when he's up, he usually plays right wing as well. <laughs> but I I want to see more of Bjork with Bergy and Marshy because I think he'll learn there. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, my point is just that yeah, Vitrano, um, he if, this was his put up or shut up moment, and uh, well, here we are. He's shutting up. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me sad because I really, really like Frank Petrano. He is a fun player to watch. And I will give him infinite credit for basically how he completely rebuilt his body between first signing and then starting his rookie se- his rookie year. He he lost, no he, pizza. No pizza. He lost a lot of weight that summer, completely restructured his, his entire anatomy in a couple months. And it worked quickly rather than destroying what a game he had, which usually for most people that's exactly what it would do. <laughs> Right, but then he also like shattered his ligaments in his. Foot. A year later, yeah. Oh, that's probably painful. Well, that's why I figured. La- that's why I was ready to write off how futile he was when he came in last season. But then here we are, and it's still going. And I, honest, much like Bolesky, I thought he'd be better. Now, it is. It is fucking painful to do that to your ligaments because, I mean, first of all, you need those ligaments to stabilize your foot and your bones and all these things. But uh, let's put it this way. I've been dealing with stupid ligament issues in my ankle. And it's like, though they don't really necessarily affect my stability so much, the pain, it's like you step down and it's just immediate sharp pain. It sucks. Okay, I can't imagine having to skate on something like that. Oh, God. But anyway... I want, you know, look, I want people to step up. I know you listen, Bruins. Listen to me now. Fucking step up, Blesky. You too, Vitrano. Or I'm going to keep calling you Fratrano. It's really <laughs> hard to say Fratrano. Sometimes I do that. But anyway. Um, and Bjork, please stop taking out the goalies. It's just, you know, the first time. Ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> the second time. 
he did have three points in two games after that, though. So, like, he, did he, like, like absorb some sort of life force from Tuca when he hit him? Oh, my God. Anders Bjork. Or I should say Anderson Bjork. Vampire. <laughs> Hockey vampire. <laughs> Which actually brings to another point, too. Um, of the top uh, six um, uh, sco- rookie, sco- rookie scorers, um, we have um, McAvoy at third and, and Bjork at, at sixth. And uh, DeBrusque isn't that far behind Bjork. Oh, cool. So, yes, but the whole we only have one. Vampire. We only have one hockey vampire. <laughs> <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> <laughs> when Anderson Bjork was born, his father took him into the lair. And... <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have any more to go with that, but next week I'll have some more. <laughs> oh, stay tuned. Uh, the tales, the further tales of Anderson Bjork, hockey vampire. Same hockey bat time, same hockey bat place. <laughs> <laughs> I love bats. Uh, anyway, that was slightly more hockey dolphin, but I'll take it. <laughs> hockey dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> And the listeners listening with earbuds, we apologize. (laughs) 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 Um, Look, we get bats around our house, and occasionally you can hear them, and and they don't sound like dolphins. It's true. I shouldn't have to wreck my voice, though, so that I could make the sound of a bat. And I was still, my frequency and my pitch was still off. Yes. Anyway, um, <clears throat> I like bats. I've oh. spent a, enough time among them. And uh, I, I look forward to telling more tales of Anderson Bjork, Hockey Vampire. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, we, we've talked about the time-traveling dick wizard. So, That's and true. I have a theory that Tom Brady might be the father, the true father of Anderson Bjork. Oh, vampire. Which would make, <laughs> which would make Tom Brady a vampire. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, like he was born within a year of Tom Brady's first being at University of Michigan, although he was born in Wisconsin. All right, so scrap that. I don't really have anything going oh. there, but I, he is a hockey vampire, and he absorbed the life force from Tukarask. Now, if you could only just stop goals, we'd have a goalie. Hmm. It'd be so much fun to watch as a forward. I think I want to keep him there. He just needs to give Tuka Barask some of his life force back. <laughs> but no, vampires don't give it back. They only keep it. Maybe he's, like, a good vampire and, like, you know, borrows it instead of uh, stealing. There are no good or bad vampires. They're just vampires. <laughs> <laughs> are you a good vampire or are you a bad vampire? Oh, <laughs> I'm Glinda the good vampire. <laughs> you didn't hear stuff like that. <laughs> Listeners, this is the good content you come here for. <laughs> 
And I am the bad content you come here for. Um, you, you guys missed me so much last week. Jeff, are you okay? Yes. <laughs> just, uh, just choking on some beer. No big deal. <laughs> oh, I bet that's going to feel real good. Going down or coming back up. <laughs> Luckily, it's a really smooth stout. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Not coming back up, it isn't. <laughs> uh, okay, so, um, look, I got some notes on last week. Okay. What was I going to say? Um, one, I'm so glad that you guys can have t- fashion talk while I'm not here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you guys can have a fashion show all you want because I'm done talking about piping. <laughs> so you guys start talking about piping or lack of piping on men's suits, um, which have to be all plaid, by the way. Um, <laughs> and have to... <laughs> I, I'm done talking about piping. But I will say this. I don't like the secondary logo of the, um, uh, the Golden Knights. I just it, don't like it. It kind of looks like my... First tattoo. good tattoo. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, there's a reason why it's a secondary logo, right? It's a great secondary logo. It would be not be a great primary. I'll concede up, that. Up close, it's not that great looking. <laughs> I saw it on plenty of people on, on their, their jerseys. Lots of uncrested jerseys, by the way. I get it, but, you know, like, crest up your jerseys, damn it. I mean, it. a lot of these players are going to be pretty ephemeral, though, right? You know, they're, they're, they're just for they're roster plugs for the first year. Look. Pick a player. There you go. Flurry. Pick Flurry. Everybody be, be fucking Flurry. Be the fucking flower. Do it. You know, the oven mitt's going to be on that team forever because he's this first year of a long contract. So, yeah, Smith then. <laughs> James Neal, who might not be there past this year, but damn it, he's your goal scorer. He'd Put him on there. He'll probably the, be there past February, but. <laughs> Pick a player. Hey, look, last year I took a gamble and I put a rookie player or a young player on a jersey. Um, and it's, um, honestly, it's 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 been a little bit of a downer since then, but he's going to get better, damn it. Should I get a okay. DeBrusque jersey? Sorry, continue your notes. Um, sure. Okay. Why not? Go for the young guys. Who cares? Mm, I will go for the young guys. Oh, you and me both. Yeah. (laughs) Bunch of fucking cougars. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Let's see. Oh, the rest is about Arnold Palmer. So I'll save that for bare necessities. But yeah. uh, Oh, God. There was one last thing I was going to say about Vegas, about the experience or something. Um God damn it. It'll come to me. And when it comes to me, I'm just going to interject. Yeah. So basically, uh, we're at the point where we're going to kind of wrap up the show. Oh, clothes goatee. (laughs) Uh, One, I liked his summer look of goatee. Uh, It made him look like an evil twin, but because he's Claude (laughs) and he's so nice. He's bizarro Claude. (laughs) Yeah. I I think it, it just. You know, he's probably, like, he's, like, super relaxed, like, okay with the kids, Claude. Until he shaves off the goatee, and then he's like, I hate the kids. Let me play 
uh, Pacioretty to the point where he sucks. Mm. Good work, yes. Claude. Good work, Claude. I applaud yep, yep. you. Yep. Yep. So, and the rest is literally, it's like a page on Arnold Palmer. So, uh, I'll say that. It's a lot of thoughts to have about a half and half. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, you want me to go into it right now? I will go into it right now. It's not truly a half and half. Oh, Tim, we're going to call you on this one. Okay. Okay. Because it was Tim um, that kept doing that. <laughs> right. And Alder, Arnold Palmer, a true Arnold Palmer, as he created it, okay, at his home and then eventually at a bar in Palm Springs. California at a it's at a golf course. Springs. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Okay. So basically, this is how it goes. It is three parts unsweetened tea, okay, and one part lemonade, and that works pretty well. I, it's a good I, ratio. I, it is a very good. ratio. I am strongly pro unsweetened tea, so this is this is good. <laughs> this is a really great ratio. Like a half and half almost seems wrong. It seems too sweet. This is a good ratio. Now. Otherwise, it's called a half and half. Okay. Now, an Arnold Palmer with alcohol in it is actually called a John Daly. John Daly. It's called a John Daly. Very good. Um, And there's no indication that he intentionally left the alcohol out due to, like, alcohol problems. It's just that this is a drink that he liked at home. And when he was at the the golf course, that, that famous one at Palm Springs, whatever the fuck it's called, um, and he went to the bar. He just wanted a drink with no alcohol in it. So he got what he usually has at home, which is three parts unsweetened tea, one part lemonade. And uh, what happened, why it became popular is that a woman saw him at the bar, saw him order that and take it away. And she says, I'll have that Palmer drink. Ah. Mm. So there, there you go. That's my page on Arnold Palmer's. Arnold Palmer. See, you, you know, not only do I listen to the past episodes, I take notes on them. Yeah. So. I feel like that was a shot across my bow. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, my level of dedication is, like, way up, up here. You know what I mean? Of course, like, I slave over the the audio and everything as much as I can. It's my baby. I'm sorry. That's true. It's no no shots crossed against you guys or anything. I did listen to it last night. I admit I was a little jet lagged and I needed something to kind of get me. I needed information and I needed something to make me a little tired. <laughs> well, then you're very welcome for the Jersey talk. <laughs> much meaner than I meant it to be. <laughs> oh, God, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> I I needed to focus my energy on one thing because my energy was focused on a lot of different things when I got home. It was mostly like, oh, my God, this place is such a wreck. But I'm so glad to be home and I don't have to pack anything up again. But, oh, my God, this place is such a wreck. And, oh, and why won't they play the... It was, like, all over the place. And then it's, like, the podcast just brought me down to one thing. It's, like, just concentrate on this for a little while and take some notes and there you go. It was still three hours before I went to sleep, if that makes you feel better. Okay. No, no, because you needed some rest. I did, I did. I really needed it so badly. But the, the podcast did not put me to, drink, to, to sleep directly. It just focused my energy. Gotcha. gotcha. I'd like to come back with notes. But you guys miss me. Oh, absolutely. I'm not going to argue. 
That was a very right. formal podcast in the end. It was kind of weird, actually. It made, it made my job easy. It made it, was made it easy for it to be my first editing run, but... Uh... <laughs> you guys gotta loosen up a little bit before, you know what I mean? And uh, maybe... Well, I can understand. Don't introduce too much chaos, because if, you, if you're not an editing nerd, then you don't want that to happen. But anyway. So why don't you um, regale us with talk of the sexy schedule... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sexy Schedule Talk. Bruins got a got a light week this week. Um, two home games, but not till Thursday. It's October twenty sixth, seven p.m. at the Garden. It's Beard Night, folks. Sean, Joe Thornton and. Brent Burns, with all all of that hair, mm. coming to town with the sharks. <laughs> I didn't know there were bears on the sharks. Bear, <laughs> bear sharks. <laughs> and, and then we're following that up. It's like the California road trip is coming to us. With the L.A. Kings at the Garden at 7 p.m. on Saturday. You know, I've, I got nothing there because Sansei Kapitar looks like Frankenberry. <laughs> <laughs> Anche Kopitar? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. Looks like Frankenberry. Yeah, that's a very good comparison. Actually, I um, credit belongs to um, uh, um, Jimmy Fallon for that one, actually. But uh... oh, hey, <laughs> he does just um, make him pink and take away his hair. I, I I feel like he's got like the weirdest eyes in the NFL. I mean, the NHL <laughs> definitely the weirdest in the NFL. He always looks the... like he hasn't slept in weeks. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. yes. Like. I hadn't slept in days and my eyes didn't look like that. <laughs> yeah. I just remembered the thing I wanted to say about the Golden Knights. Okay. Proceed. Okay. I wanted to point out that, uh, and you might know this already, their goal song. I, I, could, I didn't know it because I was not familiar with emo shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a goth. I'm not an emo. Let's get it straight. Huge <laughs> anyway. difference. Huge difference. Emos, emos ruining both goth and punk culture in one shot. It's ridiculous. Fuckers. Yes. Fucking okay. Emos. So, so <laughs> their their goal song is uh, "Vegas Lights" by Panic at the disco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if you put your you put an exclamation mark there. I'm gonna say it that you way. Gotta say it. Yeah. But anyway, so it, that's the song, and if you listen to it on YouTube, you can find the whole thing on YouTube. Um, it doesn't sound that exciting at all, but played live with a bunch of fans that are really excited, and when they shout, Go Knights Go, in the middle um, of that, it's pretty exciting. Their song for when they won the game is Viva Las Vegas. Of course it is. Of course it is. Okay? So I wanted to let you know that just in case you didn't know. Oh. You know, we have Dirty Water, they have Viva Las Vegas. It makes a lot of sense. Okay, there we go. Now, Jeff has his own 
editorial. So, um, now, most of our listeners, are, of course, are, are, are Americans, but they're, they're reasonably well tuned into the hockey world and probably heard in some way or another that a rather important Canadian um, by the name of, uh, of Gord Downey um, passed away this past Tuesday. Um, this was this was long time coming. We knew he <laughs> long time coming. That was not planned. That's a, that's a hit. It was um, he was diagnosed with a terminal brain cancer some time ago, and his band, um, uh, the Tragically Hip, um, uh, went on a farewell concert tour last summer in 2016. Um, and their last show in, in Kingston, Ontario, was late last summer. Um, this is um, a remarkably big deal for Canadians. There's no analogous um, musician artist in the U.S. that even has even vaguely comparable um, cultural and national identity importance. Um, he's, he's, in this context, he's like Bruce Springsteen multiplied by John Mellencamp um, for Canadians. And uh, it's a big, it's, 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 it's dark days for Canada in this one. It's, it's really, really sad. And um, speaking, of course, as, as a, uh, an, an American expatriate living in Canada, um, this, this hit me harder than, um, than I uh, ever expected a celebrity death to possibly hit me, right? Like, I was, I was, I was bummed with Bowie. I was, I was pretty bummed with, 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 with Prince, doubly so with Tom Petty. But this, even though I knew it was coming, a real gut punch. Um, and then the reasoning for this is the... Uh, how in, intensely um, the and idea of being Canadian is tied into the, the tragically hips, tragic hips music, um, and to assert to the extent where I sort of view them as having, in a way, um, taught me how to be Canadian. Um, if that sounds a little trite, but I do mean that every word of it, and exactly that. Um, and then to give you some idea, like I, for the longest time, I always wondered why the hip. When I, and the hip are awesome. Seriously, people look up the tragically hip. Um, I always wonder why their lack of success in the U.S. Um, was there. Was it was it the what, what came first, rather the the huge amount of Canadiana in their music, you know, like an entire song where the premise is the legend of Bill Barilko, um, for example, um, which is you know so incredibly tied into, into Canadian hockey culture, or the song Fireworks, which the entire first verse is a combination of about the, the 1972 Summit Series and about Bobby Orr. So the one verse talks about the two most iconic goals in hockey history. Um, but my point is, sorry, I've I, I wandered a bit there, but um, what came first, the Canadiana or the lack of success in the U.S.? And I, I've, in the last few months, I've sort of finally realized this was the wrong question to ask because the hip are the Canadiana. The lack of the success, success in the U.S. doesn't matter. It was never the point. So, um, listeners, what I'm saying is, uh, you know, hug a Canadian this week. They and we all need it. Um also, yeah, I know I'm saying this on a Bruins podcast, but uh, Gord Downey's um, godfather was uh, was Harry Sinden. So, uh, you know, still relevant. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, anyway, so, uh, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Gord. And thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I can just say, as an American, always living in America, uh, 
you actually should listen to the hip because uh, they, they're very rewarding music. I really don't know how to follow that up. I'm so sorry. It is tough when uh, people that you completely respect do pass away, even if you expect it or not. I, I, I've been less torn up after losing family members than right now, which is fucked up. <laughs> no, it's not, because you feel what you feel. Um, I mean, I was thinking that too. I was more torn up over losing my dog than losing my parents. I mean, I was really messed up about my mom for a long time, but um, my dad, it was just more like I was upset in the moment, and then that was about it. My point is, you feel what you feel, and you shouldn't judge it against other things, you know? I know it's it sucks. It sucks when you know that it's going to happen to you, and it just happens. Yeah, I mean, like, the worst thing about it, too, is, like, you know, people would periodically ask, like, yeah, have you heard anything about Gordon? He seemed to be still very active. He was still, as he he dedicated the last months of his life to, to fighting really hard for trying to right, wrong, right various wrongs that Canada's been struggling with, both things with First Nations related. Um, and he's really dedicated himself to this since the since the, the hip closed their last concert, um, in, uh, you know, 13 months ago. And so it really came out of nowhere in the end, even though everyone knew it was coming eventually. That's, I think that's one of the insidious things about terminal illness is that you know that it's coming, but you don't know when. And you've, as much as you steal yourself for it, you're not, you're not prepared for it when it happens. Regardless of whether or not you're close to someone or not, or you're just a fan, it's just how it is, you know? I think Gord Downey might be more Canadian than Stompin' Tom Connors. Yes. Um, like, <laughs> down the road, I think, you know, when they do greatest Canadians lists, he's going to rock it to the top of it. <laughs> it's just that he's that important to, mm-hmm. to almost the entire psyche of, of Canada, as I've mentioned, I think I've mentioned before in this space, it's, it's a has this sort of weird insecurity combination of confidence and insecurity. And Gord was sort of like, you know, the manifestation of that final resolution of that. The singular, the singular body representing my Canadian entity. On top of that, he happened to be named Gord. Um, So yeah, which is like, Ultimate Most Canadian, Canadian, right there. <laughs> what is the Canadian fascination with the name Gord? I know it's short for Gordon, but what? I don't know, but it's it's common. I have like a, a lot of friends with Gordon as their middle name, for example, and a bunch that are my first name Gord as well. Yeah, it's it's a very Canadian thing, and I don't know why. <laughs> Wasn't that one of the characters in the Red Green show? It was like, um, but all of this uh, goes Ranger back to Gord. Me. The question really is, was a Canadian thing before Gordy Howe? And that, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. It may all go back to Gordy Howe. <laughs> but he was Gordy. That's different. He was still, I'm pretty sure Gordon's his real name. Well, yeah, I know. But it, 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 <laughs> like, I get Gordy, but Gord. All I can think of is that everybody has pumpkin heads. Gord. <laughs> Gord. I mean, they can be elaborate pumpkin things, but, you know. Still pumpkin. I think more importantly, it's decorative gourd season, motherfuckers. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, so tell me about your decorative gourds. Tell me about it. I work at a grocery store. 
I, I have no decorative gourds. You don't have any gourds? Any friends named gourds who are decorative? <laughs> no. You should do that! Decorate your friends named gourd. Yes! Like, in, 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 in fall-tastic colors. And Orange, things. red. Leaves. Brown. Put some leaves on them. <laughs> paint them. Paint, paint their faces. Um, I'm, yeah... I'm just the worst. Nick, you were going to make a suggestion before. <laughs> oh, yeah. Going back, um, I, I – see, now we're talking music. So we're, I, uh, I am from, pretty familiar with the, the tragic, like, hip. Obviously not as, uh, as attached to them as you are. So uh, forgive me if I don't have some – if I seem somewhat, you know, irrelevant. I just, I'm culturally just not, not connected down, down here. Understood. <laughs> but – much like, um, <laughs> much like how sometimes I, I one may listen to Bruce Springsteen and feel like they're from uh, New Jersey, or if you listen to his album Nebraska, you you're, you feel like you're from the Midwest. Or if you, you listen, listen to any Mellencamp, you feel like you're from Indiana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you listen to any tragically hip song, like you you feel Canadian. I've never been Canadian but I think I think I felt it for just like you know three minutes and 30 seconds um it's it's so unifying too right it, it addresses it has this the interest it's you know Canada rural and urban Canada are such different things too much like the U.S. but it's it's very unifying because it draws so much experience from both um you got songs like Bob Cajun that cross over one to the other Bob Cajun is one of the most beautiful songs ever written um it really is. But, uh, yeah. So, there it is. So it's, it's the fucking way she goes. Uh, but it's not but really my genre. They're anyway. not, uh, but that's just it. A lot of the other bands that do that are very, you know, gimmicky, right? Yes, I hate the that. Hip the, gimmick, the, the hip have range. That's the thing, right? You know, they'll have true, pure hard great hard rock songs and they'll master the true scope of sorrowful sorrowful joy you can get in a really good ballad they run the gambit um and you can see it like you know they, they started off as a new wave sort of rock band in the 80s with a you know an rem sort of thing and they've evolved over time wow it feels kind of wrong to go into bare necessities now but isn't it amazing what you can accomplish when the ocean gets into your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is not the bare necessities thing. No. It, it could it, <laughs> Why not, though? It could be. <laughs> the bare necessities theme, if we could use it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Fair usage, right? <laughs> yes, bare necessities. You know what I did realize when I was in Vegas? My relationship with alcohol has changed. Yes. I am less likely to get anything in a game that is alcoholic. My husband will try any number of local beers, which is great. You know, um, he will often get something that's IPA like and not for me, but he will do that. And that's really cool. But I tend to be like, oh, I'll have a Diet Coke and then I'm pretty good. Um, and in Vegas, when I saw people with the huge yards of slushies, mm. 
I was like, mm, I, don't, I want nothing to do with that either. I had a couple of beers before the game. Yeah. That was fine. But just like I had a couple of beers with you guys. But uh, things are different now. So I don't know what my bare necessity is going to be. What about you, Nick? My bare necessities since, well, I'm opening all week and sometimes drinking, even during a 7 o'clock hockey game. It's just too much for you for the morning. I'll be drinking... The Fresh Market Citrus Minimal Minimal Water. It's sparkling, I say. Um, I definitely uh, endorse their products. I think they're great. And I think you should try them. Especially if you're in Raleigh. And are near Cameron Village. And you can stop in and say hi to Nick. Oh, (laughs) yes, you could. I forgot it worked there. (laughs) Citrus mineral water. Yeah, water. Yeah, I don't. I don't know where the accent came from. I swear this is non-alcoholic. It's what I've been drinking um, all podcast here as well. But uh, no, it's a uh, it's a dollar ninety nine. But you can can you reuse the glass bottle? You hear that? Glass. This is good to know. And that's what I'll that's what I'll be drinking. Okay. All right. I I just finished off the last two Dells that we had. But, oh, yes, Nick. Yes. I did predict the one episode that you weren't in that you were drinking PBRs. <laughs> and I was glad to find out the other day <laughs> that I was right because you can't get Narragansetts. I can't, I, I, I can't get them in Raleigh. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you fill your forerunner anytime you go home and visit your folks or brother then? <laughs> um, Believe it or not, I usually get like three or four of them. But, yeah. Um, but I haven't been in uh, over a month to visit, so uh, and actually the last time I visited, the beer store was closed. I didn't get to Winston until ten o'clock p.m. So no Gansett's for Nick. Yeah, and the one place that has it on tap here in Raleigh, I went there and I saw seven cockroaches. So now I mean, granted, they are serving Gansett's, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also granted, this is Raleigh, and they're just kind of everywhere to begin with. But I'm like, huh. Huh. So I left. But the cockroaches weren't in the gansets. No, they were just like on the bar and on the floor. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm trying to make it better, but no. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> it definitely wasn't the Schmally Schmear Garden. Oh. Oh. Shots fired. <laughs> And I definitely didn't post some of the cockroach pictures onto the Schmally Schmierdarden's Google page. But, um... Bam, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll be drinking... Nowhere you will not find cockroaches, the Cameron Village Fresh Market. All right. Yeah. He would lose his job if he said otherwise, but... I would, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly... I really have not seen one there. But you can't find them there anyway, so it's neither here nor there. <laughs> All right. I'm done. I'm out of here. Okay, Jeff. Okay, so um, Thursday I'm going to be in Bedeck, Nova, Bedeck on Cape Breton Island for work. So hopefully I'll be um, catch the game in a bar or some point and be drinking whatever is that bar happens to have on tap. Now, a brewery that happens to be very close to there... Fortunately, is Big Spruce Brewing, which I'm currently drinking. They are they're serial killer stout, which is one of the best stouts I have ever had. I kind of love it. 
It's an oatmeal stout. It's extraordinary. <laughs> so that kind of cereal. Oat yeah, cereal. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. C E C E R E A L. Yeah. I know somebody who's not getting um, the coffee milk stout. I said one of, didn't I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> I hedged. Um, does it taste like a big spruce? It is not a kind of first beverage. <laughs> I see what you're going for there. <laughs> so good luck. Uh, so what you're saying is that you would like to run into a stout on tap. Their brew. I have had it on tap in some bars in Halifax. The brewery there is in a community called Nyanza, which is like 20 minutes from where I'll be staying. So hopefully, uh, somewhere that both has the Bruins game and has this on tap would be nice. Oh, very nice. Uh, Cape Breton, where's that? It's um, an island off the northeastern uh, end of Nova Scotia. It's kind of like a third of the province. Oh, so it is Nova Scotia? Yes. Okay. I, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, am I from Canada? No. There, there are many things that are pointing to the fact that I'm not from Canada. Um, and I'm not going to go into all of them right now. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I just want to say that I did run into a couple of Nova Scotia Nova Scotians. Nova Scotians. You could also say Blue Noser, but I don't particularly like that because it sounds dumb. (laughs) 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 All right. So I ran into a couple of them at Meteor Crater, and uh, um, they had nothing nice to say about Brad Marchand because they were from Coal Harbor. Yes. Um, Oh, motherfuckers. They're on the wrong side of the fucking harbor. They're on the dark side. Here, there, there be dragons. Team Hammond's plans for life. <laughs> they said that Brad Marchand was such a bad person off the ice that he drove really fast and that he was known to drive fast by children and their backpacks would fly off. And I was just sitting there and I'm like, the whole time I'm like, do you know how ridiculous this sounds? And second, I sure you um, don't. <laughs> Um, it, it sounded so ridiculous, and I sat there and I went, "Uh huh," and I'm like, "Okay." But does but, but he's like, "But do but do Sid and uh, Nathan McKinnon have personalities?" No, they do not. <laughs> well, I thought about doing that, but the truth is, all I said was because I wanted the conversation to just end. I just said, "Oh, he doesn't do that in Boston." Oh, actually, that's probably even more and savage than anything else you could have pulled. <laughs> They didn't talk to me after that. Exactly. <laughs> you dropped the boom on and just <laughs> I'm amazed because most of the time I have to usually threaten in a different way <laughs> to get people to stop talking to me. But anyway, I just said that. I said, he doesn't do that in Boston. I said, you know, in Boston, he's really gotten his life together. You know, he married a woman from in town. <laughs> <laughs> oh... You gunned those poor suckers down. <laughs> Cold blood. <laughs> yeah, so I represented. <laughs> I said, we love Brad. <laughs> and Glenn backed me up, we love Brad. <laughs> I didn't realize I was being so evil. It's great. <laughs> natural. Nice. I'm I'm a natural evil. <laughs> Best kind, really. Okay. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do for bare necessities. So far off, you know? <laughs> I don't know. 
it's Thursday night. Who are they playing again? You just told us. Um, sharks. Sharks. <laughs> oh, the bears. The bear sharks with all the beards. Sharks, yeah. Find find a beer, a beer with a beard on the bottle and call it a day. I think is probably the way to go about this one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that's a hipster thing. So lots of beer uh, of uh, 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 beers have labels that involve large beards. Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Not wrong. Not wrong. No, but most of the time when I think of hipster beers, I think of IPAs and coniferous beverages, or they taste like coniferous beverages. An too. increasingly small percentage of IPAs are particularly coniferous because people have realized that maybe, oh shit, there are other hops besides Cascade. Um. <laughs> All I know is it tastes like somebody shoved a spruce tree up my nose. It's not a good feeling. I don't like those beers either. No. Because no. it's not Narragansett or PBR. <laughs> You're a classy guy, Nick. Never change. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> but you know what I am thinking? I'm like, ooh, I wonder if Jack's Abbey has like TV screens and if they would show the Bruins game. And then I could have the wonderful blood orange. Goza? By, by, by is it Napa? Yeah. No, no. Oh. Yeah, but their logo is uh, a bear with antlers. Okay, no, 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 no. Jack's Abbey is a is a is a brewery, and they have their own blood orange, wonderful beer that is wonderful and blood orangey and lovely, and I love it. Did I say that properly? I love it. Um, but I think they have trivia that night. Oh, damn. Okay, I'll figure it out. Uh, some probably some beer or um, diet coke. Or something. You know, when I couldn't drink, I wanted to drink so badly. And now that I can drink, I'm just like, okay, it's fine, I guess. Damn it. I got to recalibrate. Anyway, I think the, that we're pretty much uh, at the end of the show. And oh my God, that is three hours that I have to edit. <sighs> no problem. Sorry, VA. That's okay. This is what happens when I'm gone for a week. I get all messed up. Okay, so you can find us on SoundCloud, Barely in Topic. You can find us on... On Google Play. Yep, on Google Play. On iTunes and iTunes. And iTunes on um, on Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen. And... But not Comet or Cupid. We're working on that, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can contact us at Berland, at Barely and Topic on, on Twitter um, and at Barely on Topic Podcast on Facebook where we actually answer your questions or respond to you. And quickly. Yes. We had, you know, I got an update on the page this week and it said that we had a great response rate. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yes. Yes, it was it was fantastic. So um, you can find us in our individual Twitter handles. I already announced mine earlier in the episode. And everybody else can find um, the others. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm sorry. Uh, and oh my God, Tim's not here. I was going to say, like, how the hell are we doing this? Um, I, say, um, I think we should do tryouts. Ready? Go first, Jeff, then Nick. Work. <laughs> Word. Word. <laughs>